You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambles Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Y'all niggas know what it is. Y'all know where to find me. Uh, my AKA for today will be... Um, Stop allowing white folks to talk to you for free. Um, and I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? It's Candice, not so new at PC on uh, social media. Um, my AKA for today is that's it. That's it. It's a, a loud side because what the fuck? What what's wrong with niggas? What what's wrong with y'all? Like, do you realize y'all have reached rock bottom when y'all are saying a non-black woman had a reason to call a black woman a monkey? Bring back stoning people. Let's let's bring back the guillotine. Let's bring it back. Off with some of y'all people's heads. Where's the race trade? Okay, give give me a puppy. With give me give me something. I just don't want none. Some of you niggas around me. Period. Um, and as usual, our third amigo is here and ready to, uh, do a bit of clowning as well. Hey, Adrian. Hey, this is Adrian, AKA Romper Stomper. Cause that white girl whooped them two white girls asses in that porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> Romper Stomper. Send that over to me as a show. <laughs> Down and dirty. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something. Whatever, whatever led to that fight had to be the disrespect had to be all inspiring to whoop somebody ass into a porta potty. Well, that was her mom. Mm. That that was her mom. So that's really all I need to hear. Um, somebody fighting my mama. Yeah. You get what you get. Like, but she was boot scooting out there. Boot scooting. <laughs> It is what it is. I mean, it hey, is. Hey, everybody stank. <laughs> and this is why I look at you niggas crazy when you talk about it only be black people being on violent shit and fighting in public. This is why I look at y'all crazy. You, they, Anti-black asses. They get mm. real down and dirty down to them trailer parks, okay? They be outside fighting bare fucking foot about absolutely nothing. Girl, trailer okay. park, stock rooms. I just, this is, and this is a conversation to be had about how so many black people like to prop up non-black people and about what they don't do. And with these motherfuckers is the originators of being fucking scuzz buckets and gutter snipes. They, they are the originators. I don't know what y'all be thinking. White folks is over there in Europe giving each other all type of venereal diseases. Just killing each other off. And when they ran out of each other to kill off, then they wanted to take to the world and do it. Like, come on. Like, just give it a break. I ain't gonna lie. If you if you whoop my ass in the porter potty, the next step for me is gonna be gun talk. I'm shooting somebody. And that's your pride, that's your ego. Take your L. No, I'm not taking that L. <laughs> I'm not taking that L because I didn't already had to take a boo-boo. Well, so you take not- a L where you bring the L because she pulled that lady into that porta potty. So she set the ground. She set the ground for the fight. So and I'm gonna shoot. Take- I'm gonna shoot them. I, if I lose in the port, the battle of the porta potties, 
the porter potty royale, I'm shooting somebody. Cause absolutely, because you you got to get up and you can't even dust yourself off because you stink so bad. Uh-huh. You stink so bad. You go. It's like if a skunk spray you. It ain't enough tomato juice in the world to wipe the stench of getting your ass whooped in the porta potty off you. I know it smells crazy, man. It do. It smell like something. <laughs> and, and now it's finna smell like gunpowder. It's finna smell like bullet fragments. Like imagine combining blood, sweat, tears, and stank ass. That's crazy. <laughs> blood, sweat, and boo boo. Blood, <laughs> sweat, show title. <laughs> Come on, oh, come on now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, be cool. I don't want to have to go into the bathroom. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's been an interesting week on um the reality TV circuit and the season finale of Real Housewives of Atlanta aired last week, and it just really wasn't anything to write home about. And again, that is my problem. Anything worthwhile, worth mentioning has happened outside of what has been filmed for the show. And now, this is why, what we're going to discuss, this is why me and Jeremy have always been team fuck Candy Barres. Um, Candy allowed Courtney to come on, speak on it, and... I don't have a problem with that, but I have a problem with the fact that Candy sat there uh, nervously giggling while Courtney said some very, very, very nasty things about um, Drew's sister's mental health. And I feel like in this in 2023, mental health should just be it should be off. It's off limits. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And then, and you, and Candy knows she's she was wrong because when called to the carpet, she pulled the episode down from YouTube. And Drew's sister made a statement. It was basically like, my, like mind your fucking business. Don't speak on my mental health. Don't speak on anybody's mental health. Mental health has a, it presents differently in every person. Two people can suffer from the same mental illness and, and how it presents itself will always be completely different for those two people. It could have some things in common and a lot of things not in common. But as a whole, this is why we should shut up when it comes to people's mental health and mind our business. If you're not going to be an advocate for mental health, just shut up. But this is the what I mean about Candy. Candy, one of those people and always has been. And even in these clips from the reunion, she loves to throw stones and hide her hands, but face to face, she can't read to save her fucking life because she is getting dragged for filth in those reunion clips by fucking Sheree Whitfield. Uh, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Miss No Storyline, Miss Sheen by Sheree, Miss Fashion Sheen Show with No Fashions, Miss Fast Fashion Sheree was reading, was dragging candy for fucking filth, said which Candy need to worry about is OLG and them dirty-ass, greasy floors. Speaking of dirty and greasy, I just can't take Candy seriously when she allow her mama to talk to her in the old kind of way. I can't take That's just really where I am with it. When you had time to prepare to drag, you had time to prepare a Phaedra, what you will know is that a man needed twenty dollars for a medium pizza and ejaculated in the cup. Like you had all the time in the world to be prepared to read Marlo 
and charade for filth and you came empty fucking handed. But when you not face to face, you shady as a motherfucker. And then when you get caught on it, you are, it's always just jokes. I was just joking. Oh, come on. I was just joking. No, like certain shit to me should never see the light of day. And the minute that lady started talking about another woman's mental health in a very nasty, vile way, that footage should have never made it to your goddamn YouTube. I'm, it just shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have. Like you willing to do anything for clicks and views and but will cry when people call you a, a coward. Because that's what cowards do. You knew that lady was wrong. That's why you was giggling nervously. I but mean, you not only that. Charade for filth, please. A bitch who don't pay her bills. You couldn't read her for filth. I mean, can can't oh you were about to say something? I'm sorry. Oh no, I wasn't. I was laughing. Uh, I mean, one, Candy has never really been a good reader, to be honest. Like, <laughs> at best, I, I would say, like, her best stuff typically comes, like, passively. Like, she'll say some, something funny in her professionals, or she'll, like, add a whoop on somebody. But she never has really been good with the zingers or digs, you know, to be honest. So that's number one. Number two, like I said, I really can't... T- take Candy serious because I wouldn't even say to your poor Candace, she won't I won't she won't even I wouldn't even gonna go with the coward shit. She'll cry. She's still crying because people call her boring. So like you as somebody who like the slightest bit of criticism you get in your Fifi, the moment that shit happened, you should have never put it up. And the fact that you took it down so reactionary, like you knew better. You too goddamn old to not know better, Candy. And again, with someone of your like level of sensitivity anybody say the slightest bit about you being born and you don't bring nothing to the show you cry anybody say something about Todd, you cry again i keep bringing this to Anything your mama something about your mama being a horrible person you cry, you cry. so it's like you knew better talk about that daughter of yours looking older than mama joyce you fucking cry like you knew better you knew better and you didn't know you birthed better. a senior citizen I, all right <laughs> you knew better and you didn't do better, and now you're reacting when you could have just done better in the first damn. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, and you're too damn old for that type of shit. <laughs> you're too fucking old, and your shoes lean over too far like a typical auntie for you to be acting like that. It was, it was no, that shit was uncalled for. But then I also want to say, I just wonder, has, has Ty Young eating so much of the line and out of Drew's pussy that she don't care that Ralph is fucking Courtney or is she really that delusional and oblivious to believe that woman is that man's cousin in any capacity because they can't even tell us what part of their bloodline is fucking connected that would make them cousins that lady is fucking Ralph <laughs> and when that lady sat on Candy Speak on it and said she been a better friend to Ralph in six months, then Drew been a wife to him in all these years, told me right then and there that her and Ralph be sitting up there bumping fucking uglies. And that's where he was at for 72 hours when he disappeared disappeared to Florida. She, that, your honor, judge, they is fucking, they is bumping coochies. Ralph and Courtney is bumping coochies. And that would make you trust a nigga like Ralph with a head shape like that. He came straight. A nigga named Ralph. He got one of them heads that the parents should have put one of them helmets on the baby to shape the head, but they just said, fuck it. Like, I know his <laughs> head flat in the back. 
Oh, he didn't get enough tummy time. What? Okay. Right. Ain't that how babies get flatheads? You don't get you don't give them enough tummy time. Oh yeah, that's exactly it. He did not. He definitely got one of those not enough tummy time heads. Uh, like even Drew's sister said that Ralph and Courtney's uh. Their familiar, their familial connection has changed repeatedly. They go from third cousins twice removed, the cousins on their uncle, granddaddy, stepdaddy, great grandmama side. They're not family. That is his. That is his. That is his girlfriend. And Drew is his. Okay. Drew is his wife on the side. Maybe I'm slow, but what does it mean to be removed from a family? I don't know because black people don't do that. Once you okay related. Okay. okay. I think that's white people shit. Black people don't okay. do that because I've had family members like get divorced and we still be we still be considering they the, the divorce side family family. So I've never had no twice removed shit in my family. I just know when two motherfuckers get divorced, they just divorce, but as a whole, they family unless we just didn't like them, it's still family like Oh. So the removed part is almost like a grand or great. Oh, twice removed means two generations. Yeah. Yes. Oh. oh. Mm. Well, I still Why don't acknowledge that. Those that? are like my aunties. I call them auntie. I don't even call them cousins. Yeah. White people just be making shit up. Okay. Know? Well, now I understand what it means, but you just call them like your aunties or your big cousin or. But do you notice okay. white people don't say they don't use the word cousins? I never heard a white person be like, "This is my cousin." Only when they get married. To Ooh, yeah, they just <laughs> pop out. I'm like, oh wait, no. I love how he tried to just sneak down in too. <laughs> he did a good job. Yeah, I never seen no white person be like, "Yeah, that's my cousin." Mm mm, and they just. Everybody, they be like family, but yeah, they, also like don't have, they also don't have ancestors. So we there. What? White people don't have ancestors. They got people that died. That's it. The man says they, the people in their family that died don't do nothing special. Mm -mm. Well, Ralph and Courtney are fucking, and I'll be glad when that comes out in the wash because that's not your goddamn cousin. You and that lady been married too long. She should know your cousins that you keep in touch with. So you Ralph. think he did this to like get her on the show? For sure. I don't put shit past Ralph. Oof, that would be diabolical. Ralph trying to be Martell 2.0. I don't even think I th I would it would make him worse than Martell because Martell never really wanted that mistress shit to come out. But that that lady was tired of being a secret. So mm. she made herself visible. True. If he could have his way right now, he would turn back the hands of time and keep fucking that lady privately. Notice I said he would not cheat. No, he was still cheap, but she would never see the light of day. She would stay aside this. She would stay coleslaw. We'll um, say. Yeah. We'll say Drew has, I, I severely doubt they'll go anywhere with it because we've all, you know, been critical of Atlanta's uh, writer's room. But all I'm saying is Drew got enough mess in her life to carry the next season. Should 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 they get in the, get in the booth and get the pen um, inking? For sure. Drew over there eating pussy like her life depend on it. You know what? I ain't mad at her. She need a stepfather for them kids. <laughs> Lord True. knows. Ty played stepdad to uh, 
Tamimi. Tamimi, yeah. For a long time. So it ain't like she don't have the credentials. The resume is impressive. I'm not going to She can who? True. She can hoot with the little boy. <laughs> Do tea party with the girl. Like I'm just I'm listen, the resume is impressive. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hall of Fame stuff. <laughs> Hall of Fame studs, man. I'm just saying. For sure. And it'll be a step up if Drew do like eating cat, because Mimi talked about how she don't like doing it and it hurt make her stomach turn and all type of shit. Right. So it's a it's a win win for both parties, honestly. honestly. This could be an upgrade for both of them. I, truly. Listen, I'm just saying, when the universe knocking. Let it in. Right. <laughs> like like that. <laughs> yeah, when the strap knocks, let it in. <laughs> when the strap come knocking, let it in. Amen. Um speaking of straps, uh Love and Marriage Detroit Detroit reunion. I don't know how straps is related. I just know that those and some of these niggas need to be shot. That's how I relate. No, these grown ass men was on here crying more than these women was. Okay. Now thank you. Thank you. Whoever's I hope bullying work and and social media was the reason Brandon cut that goddamn uh ponytail off. Because you are an adult, Damon, and you hmm. better with it gone. But I just want to say, I don't know how they are thriving because, or maybe I'm just being unreasonable and maybe people go through seasons in their marriages and their relationships. But to know my husband was sitting up telling another woman he don't like me, we will recover from that. Or maybe she realized she's very unlikable. Hmm. Like maybe I think she, she I'm, it's something. I think Christina was on a clock. She was an influencer and in her twenties. But as you get older, you have to transition into other things. So she wanted to get married, have kids, to be that type of influencer, and so she finna stick beside them. Yeah, because there is nothing. There is nothing you can tell me you for you to tell another one. I mean, you don't like me, yeah. bro. Nah, I. Mm, yeah, that. Mm-mm. We I, don't. We're I not said. seeing eye to eye. We not sleeping together right now. Okay, you don't like me. Like that's coming from in your spirit. You mean that? That's not. No, I'm just trying to get close to this girl. You mean that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel. And maybe maybe I'm being judgmental about the shit or whatever. Maybe, but I've I've never reached a point in my marriage where I was like, I, I don't, I don't like this nigga. I, I can't stand. I don't like him as a person. I don't care for him. Like, I just feel like though, I don't know that you could take shit back like that. When your person finds out, you said it like you might not, as you said, Adrian, you might not like the space we're in. You might not like a decision I made, but to, to tell another woman, you don't like me as a person. I can't. I don't know where we go from here. We go to the divorce court. But they also got married basically six months after getting together. So they so never both of really, them was in a rush to get yeah, married. Okay. Yeah, they never mm-hmm. really knew each other. And I think a lot of their ups and downs extended from still being strangers. And I know people are hopeless romantics and they, when you know, you know, and you just got to go with it and get married and fall in, you know, but there is a benefit to 
having some time in with the person to know certain things about them. And I think on they got to know each other while also being newlyweds. And it it made for a lot of complications. So maybe they have been able to work past it and get to the other side. But I don't know as a as a person that I could get beyond that. But I thank them for their transparency. It made for good TV. Um I still think that Latoya is kind of a shitty person. And the <laughs> and the reunion didn't help me to be more on her side when it came to this situation about Anthony taking this business opportunity with Disney and Marvel, it actually made her look worse because they had already been in a situation where they were living in separate States and he was handling the kids, handling the finances. She was apparently in school and she was in Miami and he was back in Detroit with their kids and things like that. And so to me, it just made her look like even shittier of a person that she snatched this opportunity out of his lap. And at the time during the during the pandemic, I feel like she could have gone to anywhere in this country and she would have had a job because they needed doctors. That's what I feel like. I feel like she could have gone to Atlanta and worked in anybody's hospital as a first responder. I mean, definitely. That's why I mean, I think that's one of the perks of having a job that's like that like nursing doctors you can kind of pick up anytime like oh I just want to go here and you're gonna find a place to go and get hired yep so she could have and then all of and this may sound insensitive but I know where you're going and no it doesn't go ahead (laughs) okay I have I have I don't have a lot of sympathy for usually upperly mobile black people that take their kids and move them to an all white suburb mm. and then be shocked surprised or overwhelmed that they encounter racism. There is not a place that I can think of by a major city where you can't find like the upper middle class black suburb or a nice mixed suburb, but you purposely seek out to be around white people. Because I guess their educa- their education is quote unquote better. Their ice is colder, I guess. And then when they call in your son's niggas, now everyone's supposed to be up in arms. Or monkey. We're, we're too far removed from the first generation of black people to do that with their kids to not know how traumatizing that is. Yep. Yep. But you want them to, I guess, have the connections or whatever. But it's like, to me, that's bullshit, too, because then you have Jack and Jill, which has those connections where you can build those connections among black people. To me, it just strikes me as I want my kids to be the dots on the Dalmatian. Ooh, mm. come on with this poignant drag. Um, as, so, soon as, they, as soon as she started talking about that shit, I knew then that for this bitch to be constantly calling Christina a manipulator and a liar, she's one, too. Because you could have easily taken your black ass kids to black ass Atlanta, put them in a good ass private school with other rich ass black ass kids, and those kids would have been just fine. You opted to keep your children in a predominantly white suburban school system where they are disrespected, where they are belittled, where they are treated like utter shit by racist ass kids with racist ass parents and racist ass administration 
and you're talking about I don't I don't know what to do. It makes me emotional thinking about it. The first thing you should have did was pull your motherfucking money and your kids out that goddamn school. Mm-hmm. That should have been that would should have been the first thing you did. Like, do you know how many like black kids and black families who you know parents want to do that for their kids, but they don't have the money, access, or resources to? And the fact that you do and that and you didn't. Mm. And and the other the other thing that really bothers me again is this notion by so many black people still so many black people yeah we might see some shifts happening on social media and mindsets but as a whole still right in the now so many black people think that the the measure of success is your ability to be in white spaces if anything. You up there in Detroit, you should be pushing back on the public school system for equity so that you don't have to go live in predominantly white places so that your kids can have a good education and have to deal with racism. You shouldn't even want your black kids surrounded by white people because to me it's unrealistic because no matter how much schooling they have and how many white people they're around, your kids will not be afforded the same privilege as those white kids. And they're going to be in for a rude awakening when they go into the real world and realize that that, that predominantly white suburb only benefited those white kids the most. You should have heard the things that they my kids was coming home saying the kids said to them and called them. <clears throat> hmm. What do you want to say yeah. that information? Because again, you could have took you, your black ass husband, y'all's black ass kids, could have went down to Atlanta and you could have put those kids in a good ass school and they pro- they would have been surrounded by their fucking peers. Like, let's not pretend like some of the movers, some of the black movers and shakers of this country don't reside in fucking Atlanta. I didn't have no sympathy for that shit. And I, th- I thought it was still a cop out when you've admitted that this man has always put y'all first, put the family first, put your goals first invested $150,000 into your wine business, triple of which you invested into your own wine business, um, has always supported both financially and when you were trying to do things pertaining to your goals and your dreams. And you just kind of snatched that rug from under his feet and you don't see, see it as a problem. Even in the first part of the reunion, she don't understand how fucked up she was to do that to him. I I just feel like the reason you can so easily identify a manipulator and Christina is because you're one too. Mm. You looking when you see her, you basically looking in the mirror. Um, hopefully they get to it more in the second part. But I don't like the way they glossed over some of the shit that Kobe, that Russell was doing with him and Kobe, like making decisions and shit without her. But I just want to say, after thinking on it and thinking on it. I just do. I feel like Kobe still severely overreacted to Christina not wanting to uh, work with Chris, work with Kobe on a brand deal that she had already secured. Um, It was not your brand deal. That was something that Christina secured by herself. And I just don't feel like you should have you should feel entitled to step into that deal and profit off of a deal that you did not create or help pitch or secure. Now, I would have been more than willing for us to get together and come up with a pitch to do something together and take it back to this accessory brand 
But no, you're not going to come in on the ass end of a brand deal that I secured and and I'm going to share the profit with you. I, I don't I don't know anybody who runs a lucrative business that would have accepted what Kobe was trying to do. Just didn't doesn't make sense to me. And I just think she's severely overreacting um, in terms of the Kobe cat shit. I, I do still. <laughs> Mike made a good point when I was talking to him about it. He he feels like Kobe and Christina would have gotten beyond this if it wasn't amplified by being on a TV show and people discussing it on social media. Like if it had happened, that. if it had happened behind closed doors and nobody knew about it. I think they would have gotten over it, but I think Kobe's ego is very bruised, especially when Brandon hit her with something as clever as Kobe cat. I can agree with that. Yeah, but Brandon then threw his wife under the bus saying, basically saying Christina said it without saying Christina said it. Yeah, definitely. And I told Mike, this is how you know when a nigga got a white mama. Because oh, shit. Because if he had a black mama, he would have known to just take that one on the chin. Like, and, and he should have lied, honestly. No, Christina never said nothing like that. I just, the shit was catchy. It came to me quick. And I just threw it out there. I was just trying, I was being funny and maybe a little shady, but I wasn't, you know, really implying that she copies off of my wife or whatever. Like, the ones that be having white mamas be weird and they don't know the game. But, yeah, I do feel like she has overreacted because her ego and her pride is bruised because people are constantly talking about it on social media. And as social media influencers, I know that they see more of what people are saying than probably anybody else on this show. Because mm -hmm. social media is their life and their business and how they make money. And so they're coming across those conversations on TikTok they're coming across the comments on Instagram. They're seeing the tweets from motherfuckers like me and us talking about how that Kobe cat shit was catchy and Brandon should have put it on the t-shirt. I was just about to say a real nigga like me would have monetized that shit. I ain't gonna hold you. Fuck, fuck, fuck what you heard. <laughs> but it's a gross overreaction. I don't think Christina did anything so awful to Kobe for her to still be doing this. And then I guess the other part that got on my nerve was saying that Christina always plays the victim. First of all, her husband was a shithead to her in this first season. There was no playing the victim about it. He was very nasty to his wife. For and no this, reason. This was that, this, that thing that women do when they are no longer cool with another woman is now all of a sudden her pain and things like that. Like you went out of your way to let him know he was working with a female, let everybody know he was working with a female artist again because you knew that she would be hurt by him keeping the secret, but now she's playing victim. Oh, she wants to be the victim in everything. No, she was the, the victim in that situation with her husband. He was definitely moving very foul and he acknowledged as such. But I don't expect much from LaToya and Kobe because their marriages are not in a great place, whether they want to admit it or not. Like, I do think maybe Brandon and Christina are in a better place, but I don't think Kobe and Russell are at all. So it was just, I was just like, yeah, it, like if y'all sisters, siblings do fight all of the time. To me, this wasn't that serious for her to talk about. I'm just still healing. I'm just trying to. I'm on my healing journey from this. Like, girl, all of this over some goddamn Claire's jewelry? Mm. 
just have a stadium of damn seats. And I, I, I appreciate Brandon being honest and saying he regrets the role he played in diminishing the friendship he had with Kobe and Russell, both individually and as a couple. But now it's like, girl, let the shit go. I too would be Christina. I'm not really kissing your ass about this. I have a right to say, no, you can't come in the middle of my brand deal and try to profit off of it. Yeah. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Looking forward to part two of the reunion. Um, it looks like things are going to get, you know, pretty shaky between the guys. That's what I was looking forward to because they were the ones fighting like cats and dogs all season. Day 372 on an all men's app. <laughs> 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 um, but now, so as y'all know, we cover love and hip hop on the Patreon. But if you do not live under a rock, you have in some capacity seen the clip or the actual episode itself of Erica Mena and Spice sitting down with Messi Ashikana. And things taking a turn for the worse. And ultimately, Erica Mena calls Spice a monkey, a blue monkey, goes ooh-ooh-ah-ah, and then tells her that she should have died on that operating table. And it, That just in itself is a lot, though, I bet. It's a lot. And, and before we unpack that, did you know that this was actually... So the scene with her... Sierra Bambi, where they exposed that Safari tried to come at Sierra. Erica did that to avoid being confronted about calling Spice a monkey. Really not? Yes. Uh, her and what Sierra told her, like it happened. They said they weren't gonna discuss it on camera. Yeah, I saw anything. that. Yeah. And that's why when she when Erica says it, Sierra looking like the fuck is this? Because that wasn't what that scene was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about confronting her, her about calling Spice a monkey. Oh. Okay, so I remember I saw parts of Sierra's live where she says that she the first two people she called was her husband, Eric, and then she called Bambi, and then she called Erica and told Erica what was going on. And they agreed, you know, not to discuss it on camera because it was pretty hurtful to both of them. And then, like, I do remember Sierra saying she was like a deer in headlights when Erica brought it up because they agreed not to discuss it. So I didn't know that this was after her and Spice had that blow up. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, they just I showed us the scene out of order. Out of order. For whatever reason. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The editing is shitty. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that um, Spice made some comments about Erica's parenting and the type of mother she is and so on and so forth. And the first thing I want to say to Spice is I wish you had stayed out of it because this all came to be over you going to bat for a man that we've seen be a shitty person in real time. Yes. If... Y'all have befriended Erica. Y'all have been friends with Erica. Y'all have filmed with Erica across multiple franchises on Love and Hip Hop. And so why now all of a sudden is her mothering and how she mothers her children a problem? Not only that, but it is kind of a dub. But also, since we're here, of all people to talk about parenting spice, of all the motherfuckers. To which... 
listen, Jamaican Twitter tried to chew me up. And then, and they would, she's a bad mother for leaving one. I never said Spice was a bad mother. Okay. Never said she's a bad mother, but I said that she foregoes being a full-time parent because she's trying to chase a certain level of success, a certain level of American success. By all means, Spice is a legend in Jamaica. Right or wrong? I wouldn't say legend. She's certainly getting there. She on the path to being a reggae legend. She's she's big in Jamaica. Jamaican success was not enough for her. She foregoes being a full-time parent. She's She has said a billion times she's a single parent so that she can come to America and further her career. Spice do not have them fucking kids a majority of the time. Like, let's call a thing a, key, a thing. Her daughter had an allergic reaction and she had to book a flight to get to her. Yeah. She was in a she was in a hospital bed for what she claimed was a hernia gone wrong on her deathbed. And her fucking kids didn't even know what the fuck was going on because she was in a whole other country from them. Her Another kids thing. are fucking traumatized and don't want to be away from her because they don't know what the fuck she be having going on and they don't know if she ever going to come back to their asses. That's so another me. thing, since we're here talking about it. That's another thing that I don't I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show, but it is something that's always been in the back of my mind and I don't quite understand. And maybe it is the editing and, you know, how the show chops it up. But it does seem like there's just, like, not a whole lot of communication between Spice, her kids, and her and her mother who is taking care of the kids back there in Jamaica. It just seems like a real lack of communication, which you would think if you're going to have this arrangement where she's here in America and they're in Jamaica, you would think communication would be at the top of the top of the top of the goddamn list. Mm-hmm. Truly. Honestly, but it don't seem like it. And people are like, well, visas and this, that, and the third. And, you know, and okay, yeah. However, she has the money to properly go through the process to have her mother and her children in the same country with her where she spends the majority of her time. Now, I'm not saying she's a bad mom for one to give her kids the best financially, but no, Spice does not have her children full time. And so to me, that is in and of itself is a lot of audacity because Safari just set up and said Erica keeps the kids from him. So who has those children? That would mean Erica has those children. Also, I don't know if anybody has ever seen uh, Erica's oldest son in quite a while, but he appears to be on the spectrum. And also Erica has said before that because of that, he d- does not and has never done well in front of the cameras. So I can believe that. To me, right. I mean, like when I saw the, if you ever remember seeing any pictures from the wedding when her and Safari got married, he looks like he is probably on the spectrum. Like he looked like he does not thrive well in highly social settings. And, and that he, is and the he, case. And right. he never has, according to Erica. He has never done well in front of the cameras. He has never liked being on TV. He is, he's never, he's not like any of it. And people will be like, well, she shouldn't do the show. Well, bills got to be paid. Yeah. By all means, reality TV is an easy enough check if you let it be. Now, with that said, again, everybody has said these type of things about Erica as a mother. This is not the first time we've seen people question her being a deadbeat parent and she's gotten into it on love and hip hop before. I want to say, was it with Mimi 
it was with one of the ladies on the show that she got into it real heavy uh, when they called in her mothering to question. Um, I think it was Mimi. Yeah. It, wait, this, wait, wait, wait. Was it Mimi or Carly? I think it was one of those two. It was one of the two. Yeah. So this is nothing new to her. But I just, again, so y'all have befriended this woman. Y'all have propped her up in black spaces. Why is the type of mother she is now all of a sudden an issue? And so I just wish, again, but I don't expect much because Spice is kind of male-centered like a lot of women can be. You did all of this on behalf of Safari, who's a shitty individual. Not a good person. On multiple levels. On multiple levels. Not a good dad. Not a good partner. Not a good partner. Not a good person. Not a good person. Not a good friend. Not a good friend. Not a just not a good individual. He's just not good. He's just not good. So and not a good businessman because then he let his like sex toy line flop or something. Because I ain't heard nothing about that shit anymore. Yeah, something like that. I just so, I, so just like it's, nothing is good about this nigga. Nothing is good about him. So there was no reason for you to even insert yourself. However, once you did, this where my this this where my smoke comes in for Mona Scott. That footage should have never seen the light of fucking day. As a black woman, that footage should have never seen the light of day. There is no reason on earth you subjected black people across this country and internationally to seeing a non-black woman sit in a black woman's face and call her all type of monkeys and make monkey noises. In the year of all of 2023. Y'all had this footage months ago and y'all continue to allow Erica to film. Like okay. Adrian just said, the whole conversation with us finding out that Safari tried to talk to Sierra, that came after the big fight with Spice. Y'all allowed her to continue to film after that happened. I am so sure that the film crew and production told Mona Scott what happened when it happened. They probably were texting and calling her when the shit was going on. So my, I'm glad we started here and I'm glad you said this guys because that's been my biggest issue throughout this whole thing is that this Aaron and then the subsequent um post that they show uh they, they, they the social media PR is like Erica Miller will no longer be you know filming or or no no longer be part of the cast on the next season blah 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 you niggas had this footage in in any mm-hmm. other scenario like we we we've been Candace how long you been watching reality TV. For too goddamn long. Adrian, how long have you been watching reality TV? Since TV was reality. Thank you. We all know how this shit go. Normally when in any other show, when some big shit happens, hell, even in um, the Love and Hip Hop franchise, whenever some big shit happened, they when we see these shows, they have filmed all these episodes like months in advance. Whenever some big shit, like a drastic shift or something happened, we usually see it in real time. In any other scenario, we would have got a report of something where, hey, something went on with Erica, something went on with Spice, somebody got fired, et cetera, et cetera. You niggas let this shit cook and then have the audacity to try to spin it that we will allow Erica to be shown for the person she is and that will be her punishment. Mm-hmm. Bitch, her punishment should have been her walking papers as soon as this happened. That's what it would have been punishment. So this is like performative, oh, we letting, we firing her and we letting y'all see the real her. Bitch, we know the real her. We, we ain't no strangers to Erica Miller. What the True. fuck is wrong with y'all? 
like I said, I I also found like I I posted it was a TikTok from a woman, and I do remember when this happened in real time. I remember when Erica Mena and Johnny Blaze got into it, and Erica called her a monkey and a zoo animal. I also remember, yeah, yep. I also remember when Erica Mena and Safari first started dating, and she did like an interview with Safari. And she was asked about like how black women respond to her dating safari. And she basically referred to black women as zoo animals. Like, oh, the zookeepers must have let the animals out of their cage and shit like that. This is not her first go round. And I, what I'm what I'm going to say um, again, Mona, you you a piece of shit. This air this footage should have never aired. The statement should have came out months ago. After some extremely vile racist things were said by Erica Mena to another cast member who was black, we have opted to part ways with Erica Mena immediately. She is no longer filming and that footage will not air, period. Spice got kids. Spice got family. Spice got friends. Why should her kids be subjected to seeing this woman call their mom a monkey? That footage is never going away. They could pull that episode right now. Those clips are every fucking where in this age of social media. I feel like black people are subjected to enough racial trauma that Mona Sky as a black woman was supposed to do better in this situation. But to the to this pissy pussy hoe Erica Mena, you trout mom gutter snipe. You are known for a fucking rich dollars, bitch. Mm. You are the biggest zoo animal walking because you will fuck anything moving. You didn't fuck Sin Santana. You didn't fuck Rich Dollars. You didn't fuck Safari. You you are just a fucking horny wildebeest, bitch. Horny wildebeest is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve of you, bitch. The fucking nerve of you. And the fact... And uh, also, I see Safari for who he is because... If she, if you called Spice a monkey with that much ease, I know you was in that house calling Safari all type of racial slurs. He said front, it before in front of your kids, and you he haven't tried to, mm-hmm, and you haven't tried to get custody yet. Ain't no, but you know what? Erica Mena called Spice a monkey because, as a whole, non-black women know that when they disrespect black women, there's little to no consequence behind it. As long as they don't disrespect black men in that capacity, they typically get away with being very nasty, very racist, and very vile to black women and being propped up for it by other black people and black women included. She didn't think there would be any consequence. Why would she? She already had called Johnny Blaze a monkey and nothing happened. She continued to have a bigger love and hip hop career than Johnny Blaze did. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know she called Johnny Blaze that to y'all just is. Mm-hmm. For a coke snorting, you're a piece of shit. And you're never gonna have good luck. And Bambi and whoever else continues to be this bitch's friend, may you continue to suffer as well. And to Scrappy, who made a video talking about Erica shouldn't have been fired because they put us in hostile... And they, what did he say? They put us in hostile work environments and then be mad at how we react. Nigga, you just not having this. Nigga, you hold on. I gotta sit up for this. Hold on. Cause I didn't I didn't know he made this until now. Hold the fuck up. Hold the fuck Y'all, up. Y'all, these motherfuckers can't wait to throw on no cape. Hold like, the fuck up. You can't to wait to me. throw on a cape for a bitch who was going around claiming he had another woman pregnant while he's married. 
hold up, scrap it. You, the same motherfucker who ran around the entire whole goddamn love and hip hop set on the reunion fighting Jocelyn and Stevie J. You just now trying to make a video about workman's comp and safety, boy. <laughs> I know you fucking lied to me. Yeah, he, he put out a video yesterday after the story broke that Erica was being fired, talking about, yeah, they create these hostile work environments, put us in these hostile situations, and then be mad at how we react. First of all, y'all are collectively the average age of the love and hip hop Atlanta cast is 49. Too damn old. The average age is 49. Y'all are too damn old to be acting like y'all don't have control over your emotions and your behavior. Nothing Spice said to that lady warranted Erica flipping a table over completely and then calling her all types of monkeys and making monkey noises. That is how she feels about black people, specifically black women. It ain't but she said it, went outside, started talking about the other stuff, said it again, made noise like that. That That's purposeful. You know was, what you're doing. Was, and you know what you're trying. I didn't know. And you Lord. know who else can eat a bag of shit? Uh, Ashley, DJ Quickswipe from Love and Marriage DC because she also said the same thing as Scrappy. Mind you, the only people saying shit like this is people who have a history on these shows of not being able to control their fucking emotions and their behavior. Of course y'all feel like that. Y'all are fucking losers. Y'all don't have control over y'all emotions. And when people do hit a nerve, you react like a fucking lunatic. We have all we can all agree Spice should have minded her fucking business, especially on behalf of Safari. But nothing Spice said to that lady warranted a racial attack. Period. And saying anything else is being unserious at best. At worst, you're just being fucking stupid and a coon. From a loser ass bitch like Erica Mena. A loser. We, I knew Erica Mena was a loser, and you may be able to even find the clips in one of our very old episodes where I said I knew she was a loser when she was being homophobic while eating pussy. When yes, I do remember that. Up. Yes. I when her think... and Bow Wow broke up and she tried to call him gay because he liked anal play. Yes, because uh, that was and when I she said, was... That is very interesting for somebody who was, who was, sub who was subjected to eating pussy to keep a storyline. Cause that's when she was on. I remember that vividly. Cause I remember. Uh, I remember that episode. That was when she was on New York. Cause that. Yes. Cause correct. Yes, that was when she. Cause that's when she was going crazy overseeing. Correct. Yep. Correct. So, which again just makes so much of this shit perform because this motherfucker has been a goddamn terrorist for eighty six moons now. Correct. But this is not only. Granted, it's a great line to have. You know, calling. Black people, specifically black, black women monkeys. So it's a great line to have. I'm not mad at the line. I'm mad that it took this damn long. And not only am I mad it took this damn long, the fact that you motherfuckers knew this happened yet chose to show the footage and are trying to spit it as y'all teaching her a lesson. What? <laughs> whole time, whole time, you are further subjecting Spice to humiliation. <laughs> and hold on, I want to say that. And again, we call Spice to the carpet all of the time. But this is a level of humiliation that no black person deserves, especially on a show where the cast is predominantly black. The creator is predominantly black. 
the executive, the producers, the production staff is predominantly black. There was no reason for that footage to air. And this is why, listen, stop putting non-black people in predominantly black spaces because they take on an air of superiority where they feel like they can do shit like this. Go put that bitch on love and mariachi. <coughs> Go put her on love and la cucaracha. All right. Oh, fucking right. Go put her on love and bachata. Love and reggaeton. All right. Keep okay. that bitch. Keep these non-black people off love and hip-hop. Y'all are not hip-hop. Please. I know I said this on Twitter. Uh, Go start love and Cinco de Mayo. I, nigga. Uh, okay. <laughs> I said this on Twitter. Because I quoted uh, Candace on it. But the other thing that pisses me off is that Erica, like, knock on wood, this nigga, look, uh, Dutchy Deadbeat was right there. It was right there. It was right there. There were so many other things you could have called Spice of Another Bucket. It was so many other jokes you could have made except that. It was right there. You could have talked about her lying about this surgery. <laughs> You yes. had so much. So the fact that you went right to anti-blackness, that's been sitting on your spirit for a while. You've been waiting to call that woman. Yes. You've yeah. been saying that in your head. Yeah. Spice is literally sitting up there built like D Donkey Kong. Shit. And no, that does not help the monkey comments. <laughs> I was say, but I'm just saying, <laughs> Spice is up there built crazy than a motherfucker from. She built like Marie from uh, what you call her? Literally, you could talk about all this botched ass plastic surgery she didn't had and blamed it on a hernia. So the fact that you went from we was fasting to you to ooh ooh ah ah is really something. It's, your your spirit is nasty. Your spirit is nasty. Put that bitch on love and cartels, but oh, she wait, got no I got a on love and hip hop no more. Was it her or someone else that um, was more jizzled to their child? Was it her? No, you thinking of Drea. Yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, my bad, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Not to me, honestly, just non-black people don't really have any business being in predominantly black spaces. We've seen it on other Love and Hip Hop franchises. If y'all remember Veronica Vega and Love and Hip Hop Miami and shit like that, just to me, they just don't belong because, and I'll be honest, I don't have non-Black friends. At best, maybe coworkers, maybe associates, but friends, no, because to me, when it all comes, when all those fails, non-Black people lean into racism heavily. They lean into racism and they lean into their privilege to get away with being racist. And I don't ever trust a non-black person to not resort to racial, racial behavior, racist behavior, racial slurs when something doesn't go their way where black people are concerned. So they, to me, they just don't have a space on this show, period. If you got a non-black wife, you don't need to be on love and hip hop. Take that shit on uh, Love and Loving v. Virginia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it ain't, you're not a part of hip hop. Okay, go find you some, go find somebody else to do it. But you a rat. Literally, you look like a rat. You have done enough coke. We know a cocaine bear when we see one. You look bad, you, you acting dumb. That man don't want you, okay? 
And no, no amount of cussing out and being racist towards black women gonna make Safari want you. So your best bet is to go lure rich dollars back into your lair of stupidity <clears throat> with some insulin pens and go from there. Yeah, rich don't want. Them. No, not if he got his sugars under control. He don't want no headaches. <laughs> so, child, fuck everybody involved. Yeah. Oh, and before we go, since we're here, fuck it. We might as well talk about it. Um, Have y'all... Okay, boys, boys, Sierra, you had a lot of work done. I didn't realize how different she looked from her first season of Love and Hip Hop. Because I had kind of tuned out when she was first introduced to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like, it was more so checking for the shooter shit. But now, looking back at the old clips, she had a lot of work done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She had a lot of work done. But her and Diamond had to sit down. And I'm I'm glad that Diamond is bringing the shit up and keeping it very, very 100 with us. Um, Diamond says her and Scrappy have not had sex, period, full stop. They have not had sex. They have hung out and spent time together while they were on doing some touring for one of them uh, Tom Joyner Cruise type reunion tours and shit. And but they haven't they haven't had sex. She wasn't pregnant. She's not pregnant. And um, she says the thing that is so incredible about all of this is that Bambi was fucking Scrappy in her house when um, her and Scrappy had got back together. And again, that is very interesting, which shows how long Bambi has been around. It also shows how ridiculous Scrappy is because that means that he married married Bambi after Bambi was in that hot tub with uh, Kurt, and Benzino and Stevie J <coughs> on top of being his dedicated side chick. Because Erica said the same thing about Bambi, that Bambi was actively fucking scrappy while they were still together. So she she's like a multi-decade side chick turn wife. And this is why I don't have any sympathy for her because you finally got the nigga. You wanted him so bad. You stepped on other women's toes to get him. You was a backbiting. And it's funny, you being a backbiter with them little ass birth teeth. But anyways. A back nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> Come on now, Jeremy. I mean, it was right now. <laughs> I didn't lie. Shit. If you had to take a bite out of crime, bitch, that's why the world is in chaos. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no crime getting solved. <laughs> McGregor, dumb dog. <laughs> where, where's Batman when you need him? I'll tell you what. Trying to get some veneers. <laughs> yeah. You did all of that to get Scrappy, and and now you realize <laughs> you should have just stayed a side chick. It was better <laughs> when you was fucking him in other women's beds because you got with him. Now your credit bad. And Jonathan <laughs> had a message for uh Bambi. She said, "Stop getting credit cards in them kids' names." Hey, that's kind of funny when you think about it because uh she was fucking she was fucking Scrappy in other women's beds, and then when she got him here, now 
Now she get mad that he got Buffalo Wild Wings in the goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't know what you want us to do with that, but I'm again y'all be going fucking with people, and you don't like the outcome. Now you need to go on and sit down somewhere. You bring me everybody for the demise of your marriage, except for the nigga that's actually responsible for it. And I don't know what you want us to do with that. I do not know what you want us to do with that. But you got to leave us alone. You got to let go and let God. Oh man, that's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. <laughs> I uh, rest in peace, Asante. What you say? Rest in peace, Asante. Oh yeah, I yeah yeah Asante. Who was what's the Sharika? Sharika? Renika. Re, hey, I was getting there. A few more iterations. <laughs> uh, if you have been watching Love During Lockup, uh, Renika, who totally abandoned her kids to go try to bail out Asante, she has posted on her Instagram and her Facebook, Rest in Peace Asante. Uh, so he has passed away. Um, I don't know how unfortunate it is because I don't know what type of a person he was, but I mean, hell, she didn't either. Okay, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all back next week. Ratchet Reloaded is back next week. Ramblin's back. We're gonna discuss the first part of this Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion and the uh, second part of Love and Marriage DC, and we're gonna get ready for Love and Marriage since Jeremy don't know how to act. This is a good stopping point. Uh, y'all be safe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, happy uh, you get the day off day tomorrow if you all can work. Peace, y'all. Bye, y'all.